This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army podcast. And there. That's that sorted. Will, what did you offer to? Uh, a Lamborg and Josh from Aldi. Oh. Uh, ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All exotic on us there. Thought you started cooking a lamb rogue and Josh out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Aldi's exotic enough. Yeah, the supermarkets are available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the supermarkets are available, absolutely. Um, um lads, it's, it's not been it's not been a terrible week, has it? You know, we've all we've all managed to at least see each other this weekend. I missed the football. Um, so I'm relying on you two to sort of like help me out a little bit uh, with a, with some of your expert analysis, which is something you're quite used to. Obviously, we do it week in, week out here on the podcast. Um, but I am just before yeah. I start the podcast obliged uh, to mention that the Sunday brunches at John Watts are coming to a grinding halt, unfortunately, due to staffing issues uh there seems to have been uh some kind of i don't know loss of loss of staff and uh, they need a bit of time to be able to replace that sunday person um so yeah uh there's uh, so don't go to john watts for brunch on sunday because it won't be open and um uh, there'll be no <laughs> point in going but you'll still be entitled to a 10 percent discount on brunton blend any time of the week so if you like the coffee at brunton park and you want some of it for your kitchen at home you can still get 10 percent off when you wear a carlisle shirt or show your season ticket at john watts or it's probably good enough just to mention this podcast as well if you mention the blue army podcast you probably get 10% off as well. That's on the Brunton Blend um, at John Watts. So, I mean, unlucky there on the brunch menu. That food was really banging. I enjoyed it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you lads had an opportunity to get down there yet. Not yet. No, no neither. Not yet, no. But as I did mention, and as I do want to mention again, um, it was going really, really well. And uh, I just want to thank the listeners to the podcast for going down there and evidently showing support to the sponsors of the podcast, which is a fair reflection of your support of us also as a podcast. So I personally just want to thank the listeners that did go out there and uh, get brunch because there was a lot of you uh, from what I heard. Uh, I don't want to slag our sponsors off at all, but their uh, social media plug in the brunch was described as being non-existent. So you would say <laughs> that the customers that did turn up uh, to John Watts on those beautiful Sunday mornings were definitely the majority of which Blue Army podcast listeners. So I just want to say another time, a final time before I start the show, thank you all. Thank you all for listening to this podcast and thank you all for supporting the things that support us and keep us going. Lads, I've got things off to a bit of a feel-good start, so I think I'm at a good point to start the show. Can I crack on? Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ready for you, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, right, 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 matters. How's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 100 and 
five, and I am, as usual, buzzing to be talking to the two men that I like to call the Cumbrian Faithful. That's right, I'm talking about Wills and Liam. Welcome back, boys. Welcome hey, back. Hey, we're not the Brain Trust anymore. The Cumbrian... <laughs> <laughs> the Cumbrian Brain Trust, and I skipped that bit. It's been a long day. It's been a long yeah. day at work. Um, we're recording this just so the listeners have a bit of uh, you know insight, I suppose, because we won't be able to cover the uh, the Stockport game that's happening uh, on Tuesday this week, as we're recording on Monday this week. So we'll just be covering the Northampton uh, game. And because there's been two home games in quick succession and I work at Brunton Park, I've been kept very, very busy. So lads, I do apologise yeah. if, if I seem a bit tired and uh, I forget to call you the Cumbrian Brain Trust. I think I'm it's apologize. okay. I had, a, I had <laughs> a long day at work as well. So yeah, understand. Yeah. <laughs> feeling it. Liam, how's, you, how's uni going today? You, yeah, you, uh, first day back after Easter. We had us yeah. riding books, which is a bit weird. Uh, oh. but, <laughs> so, tiring in a different way. Tiring physically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Well, lads, if we're all feeling a bit tired, I've got the right antidote to perk us all up, because at this time of the show, we've got traditions, and that means it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the week. <laughs> Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the it's Blue Army Podcast. Go, go, go. Get in, boys. Right, here we go. Where do you go and learn how to make ice cream? Um, wh- Where do you go and learn how to make ice cream? Yeah, where would you go to go yeah, and make where? ice cream? Yeah. Sunday school. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, that I one. I quite like I like that yeah. one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a weak one. Awesome. Okay. Oh, we're, right. we're off to a great start. We're off to a great start. And lads, um, as we always do just after the joke of the week, it's time for you two to take over the show in a little segment we like to call... The League Two Roundup, where we get to find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the League Two Roundup with Liam and Wills. Take it it's away, boys. I've been cards on it. Long day, I've been singing to the radio <laughs> at work all day. My voice is warmed up. <laughs> Uh, shall I start, Liam, seeing yeah, as I'm doing start. the um, relegation and promotion? Well, I mean, basically what we're talking about here is we're close enough to the end of the season that you can start saying teams are going to go up or down if they win or lose the next match. And we could have two of those spots tied up on Tuesday. Um, one promotion, one relegation. Um, Leighton Orient... Um, third time of asking that they could go up. Um, they've had a couple of games where they could have gone up, had other results gone their way, and they're, they're still not mathematically up. But on Tuesday, unless they lose and both Northampton and Bradford win, Leighton Orient will be up into League One. Uh, it's okay. okay. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming. Sealed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, they need to lose and both North, Northampton and Bradford win. And even if, obviously, if, if that doesn't happen, it'll just go to Saturday where it'll probably happen. So, I mean, Leighton Orient yeah. are all but up. Um, probably likely to mathematically happen on um, on Tuesday night. Another thing that can happen on Tuesday night is Rochdale can go down. Uh, they've had a couple of decent results, but... Other teams that are battling against relegation are also having decent results, and it's been a bit too little too late. And if they fail to win and other results go against them, then Rochdale's relegation to the Vanarama National League can be confirmed. Um, In other um, promotion relegation news, just slightly outside this division, uh, Forest Green Rovers. I don't know if you remember them. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Ferguson's still in charge. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. They passed. Yeah, they passed by us on their way up to the Premiership, as Dale Vince said they were going to. Um, they're going to be back down here next season because they've had an absolutely terrible season in League One, and um, it's and their relegation was confirmed on Saturday when they lost five one to Barnsley. Um, other teams, other familiar teams down at the bottom end of League One, you know, but it's yet to be decided. But we could see Cambridge, Morecambe, Port Vale, Cheltenham. The, the teams that have been promoted in recent seasons from, um, you know, from League Two, other than those teams like, say, uh, Bolton, who were a sleeping giant, but those teams like the Cheltenhams and the Morecams and the Port Vale have not really been doing that well in League One, and who could see a few of them come back down with Forest Green. Yeah, so maybe the promised land isn't so easy to uh, to stay within the walls of. Um, well, yeah, it seems to be going that way. Yeah, Liam? I, I, I hope you... whatever league we're in next season, we're in the same league as Portville. That is by far <laughs> my favourite away day, Portville. And I, yeah. I, I want them back, honestly. But they've just sacked their manager. They're really about, I think they're six points still above the relegation zone, but they yeah. are absolutely atrocious form. They've just been sliding and sliding and sliding, and mm. that's ultimately led to them sacking their manager um, just this week. So I, I, I don't think they'll come down. Um, they, you know, they've still got a bit of a cushion, but you know, it's been it's been a hell of a slide that they've been on. I think they've won two games in the last something like twenty or something. So. Wow. After after a half decent start to the season. On a similar note, whatever league we're in next season, I hope Cambridge aren't in it. Um, just I don't like, I like him. I like him. I like. I always like it when us Colchester and Cambridge are in the same league together, the CUFC division. Yeah. <laughs> weird weird story about Cambridge. Yeah. Um, I went I went to Belgium with school like years and years and years ago. Yeah, and Carlisle played Cambridge at Brunton Park the same day, so obviously I couldn't go. So I, I managed to like, you know, you when you got like teletext, I managed to get that up on my phone. Yeah. And Cambridge, <laughs> teletext. How do you know what teletext is? You know what I mean? Like, come on, can't you? You know, like where it just comes up like little, little. Oh, yeah, we know what yeah. teletext was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I'm not that young. I know. <laughs> but anyways, Cambridge equalised in the last minute, and it was when we were kind of going for playoffs, but not really. Mm. Um, and then we stopped at a service station like about three hours after that game had finished. Yeah. And the entire Cambridge team came into the service station, obviously on the way back down. We're on our way back up. Yeah. Cumbria. And, you know, everyone on the bus had been like, oh, Liam's a Carlisle fan and he's been watch- trying to watch the game on the bus. And they made me go over and speak to the Cambridge fa- team. And I had like a Carlisle shirt on as well. And it was just me, me awkwardly talking. I can't remember who the player was, but it was just me awkwardly trying to start conversations with like Cambridge United, United like coaching staff and like the first team and that. Was it Richard Mooney? Or not Mooney, Money. I can't remember. I know one of them told me to F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> Tell a kid to f off. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Liam, have you uh, have you got anything to cover in the lead to roundup this week? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the the results that happened that week. Uh, Carl Aldrin nil nil with Northampton, as I'm sure we're going on to speak about. Crawley, big three points for them. They beat Tranmere. Crew, you know, sliding about in mid table. I don't think they're really in any danger, but they beat Warsaw, a very insignificant win in the sort of midfield area where neither can go up and neither can go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stockport got a really big last-minute equaliser against Gillingham. Gillingham in very yeah. good form. They to beat us. Uh, Lafsley got the goal first and then Collar equalised in the last minute, which was heartbreaking for us. I remember being at the ground and looking and thinking, oh, at least Stockport are losing. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and and we were yeah. sort of like ahead of them a little bit, apparently, because our game had already finished. And I looked at theirs and I, I assumed they'd already been beat because the score was 1-0. Yeah, but as I was walking out, it it, it updated to one when I was like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Yeah, <laughs> the end. It was like made for a nerve-wracking final, oh, yeah. final five minutes, I guess, because you know we had some decent chances ourselves, and you like looking at the scores of other matches, thinking at one point we were like we'd still have had to win the Northampton game, but at one point we would have gone up to second. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's weird because we, it, yeah. we could in that game we, we went from like possible second to like now we can go sixth. It is it is a very very close league. Well, yeah. End. Uh, elsewhere, Harrogate drew with Doncaster, another pretty insignificant one. I think Harrogate. They're they're in they're about in the relegation fight, but I think they might be. Well, you never know. Actually, they've got a game in hand, but obviously at that end of the table, they don't really mean that much. Yeah, there's fewer and yeah. fewer games left as well for yeah. the teams who are hovering around there to actually drop down. Um, I don't know. For like, yeah, they're three points above the relegation zone, but I personally think Crawley are a lot worse than Hyde, yeah, and they're below them still. Uh, so I, again, but I don't really know because they're all on 39, 41, 41, 43. It's not over and done yet. It's still yeah. going to be a very interesting relegation battle. I think, as you say, Rochdale are pretty much gone. Yeah. But the rest Har- of them that uh, they're in their about, it can go either way. Yeah, Harrogate have that big goal difference advantage as well. So they're yeah. three points. Uh, yeah, three points ahead of Hartlepool, but Hartlepool would need to make up four points yeah. really to go ahead of them. Their games against Carlisle have saved them this season. That's we, we we've helped Harrogate stay up. I hope we don't not... have to play Harrogate again. I know I hate them. So <laughs> it's that's it. I wanted to go... go on. I just said I said it last week. I think I said it the week before, and then my dark horse to go down mainly because I hate playing against them. Yeah, yeah. I've been at that ground as well. It's absolutely tiny, and there's nowhere to park. So <laughs> I very much like to see them go down. But I hope we don't have to worry about it anyways, because we'll be in League One. But anyways, as, as uh, Rochdale, as we've just mentioned, well uh, Radford beat them 3-0 fairly comfortably. Newport beat Hartlepool, you know, another one down the bottom end of the table. Stevenage managed to beat Wimbledon, which is annoying. Leighton Orient beat Sutton. Sutton, kind of dark horses for the playoffs, have really dropped off recently. I don't think they're going to make it now. And in a similar vein, Barra drew to Swindon. You know, I think they'd fallen further and further behind that top seven, you know, when yeah. it looked at the start of the season that they were going to be real contenders, but they have just kind of yeah dropped away. Four but, points from it and yeah, again, goal difference is a big factor. Yeah. Mm. And uh, last but not least, Colchester managed to beat Salford. Thank you, Colchester. Um, I needed that, to be honest. Looking at the table, yeah. I needed one of them teams up there to lose and it came in the form of Salford. And that puts them weirdly outside the playoff places they've been in there pretty much all season it's nice to see them drop out because i don't want to see a team like that succeed yeah <laughs> <laughs> and them staying in league two is probably the only way league two games are ever going to get televised so keep them down <laughs> but yeah that wraps up the table oh beautiful beautiful yeah i mean lads if you both had to put your, your you know your, your nails on the board now between salford and mansfields who's coming seventh mansfield mansfield I yeah, mean, yeah. they could be, they could get, you know, six. They could even both finish in the thing. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, we could drop out. <laughs> hopefully, it's not. Yeah, hopefully not at our. Ex- <laughs> hopefully not at our expense. I may be looking at Stockport. They don't. This is the start. You know, of we can start. Uh, you know, yeah. rocky, rocky phase. This is the part of Stockport. Rocky phase. This draw. This is the part of them starting to lose lack a bit of confidence. I think. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like yeah, Mansfield hopefully. as well. It would make for oh, a better semi-final in the playoffs anyways, Mansfield, I think. Revenge for that 4-0. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can see that. I can see that, but, like, you'd rather Salford and Mansfield were both in the playoffs because, like, you know, you, you reckon it's going to be harder to beat Bradford or Stockport, Stevenage, Northampton, those kind of teams. Can we have, like, Crawley in the playoffs? Can we not, like, if we get in the playoffs, <laughs> can, we just, okay, can we just yeah, let Crawley in? Yeah, <laughs> Just the twenty-five uh, points outside yeah. of it. You know, it's, it... <laughs> yeah, something could happen. Something could happen. I'm sure, I'm sure bitcoins can buy you points. Or something. Every other team <laughs> yeah. suddenly gets massive points deductions. Crawley in the league. <laughs> well, lads, thanks very much uh, for letting us find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? <laughs> Round up with Lillard. Really getting silly. Isn't I was it? gonna say, yeah, he's, put, he's putting the effort in now. <laughs> yeah, I went for it a little bit. Then, like, I got myself psyched up for it. Um, in Carlisle United related news, congratulations to Mr. Paul Huntington who reached his sixth 
hundredth game in professional football when he played this weekend. Actually, I believe he picked it up against Tranmere, so it's probably six or one on the weekend against. Northampton said congratulations to him he's obviously under contract until the end of next season so he's going to be able to add a few more appearances to that professional tally uh in other news uh Toby Shaw Silver is uh taking part in a Q&A uh which is taking place at St Paul's Church which is near the bus station in Carlisle. Um, it's on St. Paul's Square. It was a vaccination uh, centre during the lockdown. And Mr. Chris Brunskill, the head physio, has also taken part in said Q&A. It's free entry. Um, and he just sort of asked me today to mention it on the podcast. So uh, if you want to go down there and uh, meet Toby and Chris Brunskill and just sort of support them in the club and watch a Q&A, get yourselves down there. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Like I said, it's free Entry uh, in Carlisle United squad related news in terms of injury updates. It has been confirmed over the last week that Morgan Feeney, Finn Back, and Jack Ellis will all be sidelined until the end of the season. Uh, really frustrating news, uh, but. We do have a nice big squad, as Paul Simpson said, and I would just still like to carry on that ethos behind giving them players confidence, the ones that are going to step in there. So I have full confidence whoever steps into those roles between now and the end of the season are going to do a thoroughly competent job. And the last bit of news, gentlemen, is that the training ground update. Are you ready for this, lads? Yeah. Yeah. The site of the former school of Newman Catholic uh, was under consideration to be turned into uh, the new training facility for Carlisle United. But it was reported that, unfortunately, the costs related to the investment of a new training facility would be too astronomical, which makes you think, gentlemen... Are they also after investment as well as a site? Because Newman, in terms of what you would have to do to it to turn it around and make it into a competent training facility, I mean, you could just start building on that really flat grass, right? You know, like, surely it's not that, it's not harder. It's got, you know, a backfield that connects from Brunton Park. You know, you could literally just use, just put like quality fields on where Newman Field is and they could just walk over it's not that far and you could still use the same and then slowly over time you know you turn the buildings and you demolish them or whatever you need to do and then you build the kitchens and things like that Liam are you perhaps worried of a little bit of a lack of balls from the ownership on the on on this one <laughs> um is it a little bit of a lack of ambition maybe yeah I, I think look we're a club that don't have a lot of money and I feel like we've spent more money this season than we have in a long time in terms of like transfers and that. So I can understand why they're not wanting to spend too much money. And look, with these kind of things, it's all little hidden costs that really sort of rack up, isn't it? You'd have to do certain adjustments to buildings, you know. That I, I think they're all quite old buildings as well. So that, you know, they might have asbestos in them or something like that. And it's, it's it's all just the little the little sort of niggly costs that really sort of drive up them prices. I guarantee it won't have been cheap, no matter how much you think, like, it doesn't look like there needs to be that much work done. I, I guarantee you that they would still have to spend a lot of money doing that kind of thing. But lack of ambition, it's something this board's been accused of for years and years, and I think it is true. But I, I look, without selling the club, I don't think they can really do much else Uh in terms of that. I don't think they have the money to put into these kind of things if they're also going to, sort of buy players that are a league one standard next season if we were to go up. Um yeah, I I just don't think they can afford it. And I think it is it is a lack of ambition from the club. And I think we're never really going to go anywhere massively with these owners. So I don't think it's a lack of ambition from the club. I think it's more of a lack of just money and you know a lack of we literally just can't do it. <laughs> like I don't think the owners have the money for it at all. 
Yeah, so that's that's kind of, that's kind of what I was getting at. Will was actually, yeah. do you think that like the the money is actually there to be even looking at like investing in the training facility now? I mean, I've no idea if they. I don't know if they've maybe already set aside a budget for how much they've got to spend on new training facilities. You'd think if they're actively looking for it, then they've maybe got a figure in mind and say, like, "This is what we're gonna spend." And 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 we know what our our board are like with money as well. Um, Tight. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> if they've got if they've set a if they've set a figure that they're not willing to go above, then they won't go above it most likely as well. So um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know as well what kind of training facility we could have got there, like what needs to be done. I mean, I would I would presume that we would just have to, like, knock down all the buildings that are on the site and start again. And also I assume that a school training pitch that hasn't been used for about five years and has had fun fairs on it probably yeah. needs a bit of work done to it before it can be used for training for professional footballers. So there's probably a lot yeah. more than just it's quite a nice site near to the ground. On the other hand with that though, if they can't get an old abandoned school ground, what are they actually wanting to get? Because like that'll probably still cost more, but if they're actively looking for a training site, that's still going to cost money, but there isn't much really better you can think That's of, really, I mean. is it? Than that? Yeah, like, you'd think that Newman would be like among the cheaper ends of it because it's in a flood yeah. zone, which yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. Carlisle itself is necessarily ideal. Zone. <laughs> yeah, but not all of it. Yeah. Obviously, Newman, you know, Newman have moved up to out near Upperby or throughout, yeah, out that way, which is well away from any kind of flood risk. One of the issues we've had with our training facility is that it does flood and the um like one of the other places where they do train is out that way at Creighton Rugby Club. Um I was up there it, I was up there last week in a house there and the a homeowner pointed out out the window see that's Carlisle United training over there. Oh very proud. <laughs> yeah they train up there. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just nice to be seeing like a bit of more, you know, execution. I suppose, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit frustrated there. But lads, something else that's been frustrating me is the fact that you two can't seem to get your bloody act together and get four in a row. That's right, lads, it's time for everybody's fifth, oh, second favorite sh- uh, sh- game of the show. So I'll do that again. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, leave, leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> Fine, we'll leave it in. Fine, I won't do it. <laughs> right, it's it's time for true blue or not a blue. Diddly 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 do. We almost did it last time. Yeah, we almost did it last time. You almost did it last time. This might be your chance to get it, lads, as we play the most recent round of true blue or not a blue as we approach the year. Of 1995. Okay. Okay. Feeling confident, boys. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, just before we play, as I always do, before we play True Boo or Blotter Blue, I like Blot- to remind... Blotter Blue. Blotter Blue. <laughs> Blotter Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to remind the listeners <laughs> that all of the names could be false or all of the names could be true gentlemen it's time to play true blue or not a blue diddly 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 do here we go the first name lads roy story um... no that's the name of a wrestler Okay, not a blue. <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> Liam just immediately. <laughs> is, is it a wrestler? Yeah, it, it, it was. It was on Saturday, wasn't it? Oh, was he one of them? <laughs> I, d- I, didn't, I didn't get. I didn't get most of their names. Fair, you know, you wouldn't the first time. You wouldn't the first time. Um, Roy's story is not a blue. That's right. Well done. He was a wrestler uh, from Target Wrestling uh, from Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the that's a, that's a red heron to kick things off. And you're off to a really good start, gentlemen, as we move on to the next one in True Blue or Not a Blue. Time for two out of two, potentially, as I tell you the name of Mr. Lee Peacock. 
Yeah, he's true. Oh, Will's nice, nice. straight in there. <laughs> and Liam's backing him up. So we're saying true blue for Lee Peacock. Lee Peacock. Was it true blue? Well done, gentlemen. Confidence is high as we approach the third name <laughs> in the hat from the squad of 1995. Or is it? We'll find out as I tell you the name of Mr. Stephen Haywood. Yeah, of course. He was a true blue. I know him as well. He was like, yeah. went to Fulham, played in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> 1995, it gets hard, guys. Go on, come on. <laughs> Stephen, Haywood, it, Stephen Haywood is a true blue. Well done, gentlemen. He was a midfielder, obviously, uh, that played at Carlisle United. And the last name, gentlemen. Confidence is really high. Well, three out of three again. <laughs> three out of three again. Last week, this is where... Averages. Yeah, last week it was wrong. just all bluffs and double bluffs. Yeah. This time wrong. we've actually got things right on merit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So confidence is really high. As I tell you the last name, and uh, an opportunity for you to get four out of four. Gary Bennett. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they're both None of us know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, I can't, Nobody, I can't no. remember there being a Gary Bennett. I think I... So, like, Lee Peacock and obviously Steve Haywood, because he was a lot more well-known as well. Um, I had them on Carlisle in Champ Manager. Um, I think it was 96, I don't think it was 95, so the fact that I can't remember a Gary Bennett off it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we didn't have one the year before. The, I don't know, the name doesn't ring a bell, and the others rang bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, you know, you've you've put your neck on the line for the for two, I've only put my neck on the line for one. Okay. So, oh, I don't know, he was... What was the name again? Sorry, Gary Bennett. Big Gaza. Big Gaza. Gaza Ben. Gaza Ben. Big Gazzy B. Oh no! <laughs> There's no such player as Gazzy Gazzy B. Gazzy. He's not Gazzy B. Is Gazzy not a player. B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not a blue. yeah, not a blue. Go with not a blue. Gentlemen. Yeah. Gary Bennett was a true blue. Oh, not again! <laughs> we were so well, close. Well, at the last hurdle, once again, gentlemen, <laughs> Gary Bennett was a defender uh, that played for Carlisle United uh, at the start of the 1995 season. Um, unlucky, boys, unlucky. You're still in search of that perfect score. Um, but something Carlisle United have been doing perfectly recently is keeping clean sheets. And uh, we're going to go on and talk about that as we move on to the match report. But before we talk about the match, as I always do, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their game at the weekend against Northampton Town. It had Thomas Hoyley in goal and a back five of Gibson, Barkley, Huntington, Mellish and Armour. A midfield three of Owen Moxon, Callum Guy and Alfie McCalmont with Dennis and Patrick playing up front. Now, there was no indication that Joel Senior was injured. Um, Will, would you, yeah. would you say you were surprised to see Gibson starting at right back with no sign of Senior at all? I mean, we've kind of 
talk to death the whole thing about seniors never in the squad unless he's in the starting lineup. Mm. But um, yeah, I was maybe a little bit surprised at first, but then I kind of like, but then I was less surprised also because it seems that Simpson does prefer to have that attacking threat that Gibson provides rather than, you know, seniors maybe getting kind of held up by the fact that he is just too defensive and especially when scoring goals is the problem. So mildly surprised at first. Yeah, I mean, Liam, you're a fan of senior. I mean, you're a fan of Gibbo as well. There's not, there's nothing to say that you're not. Um, but would you say that you're surprised that, that he's starting over senior or would you maybe side on the side that you know, when Gibson started at right back or had to fill in at right back, he's not done anything wrong. He hasn't, but I I, I thought he would have played senior today because you, you're playing against some of the best wingers in the league. Uh, half for life of me remember his name now. Sam Hoskins, you know, one of the best wingers in the league. They played him on the other side for some reason. If, if I was the Northampton manager, I'd have definitely whacked him on Gibson's side to try and take advantage of us not really having a proper right back. But that ginger fellow, the number 24 for Northampton, he looked good as well. So you're playing against two very good wingers and you're playing really not a defensive player at right back. When he was playing in the midfield, I always criticised him not doing enough defending. So to put him as a defender against some such good players as what he was against Northampton was a shock. And I look, I like Senior, but I don't think Simpson's his biggest fan. Like it seems like every opportunity he has to leave him out of the squad, he takes. Like, I, and you know, I, I really like Jack Ellis. I really like Finn back. They're both out till the end of the season. I think now we're probably going to see Jordan Gibson start every game out right back till the end of the season. If there was a game to put Joel Senior in for, it was this one. So maybe it's because we're not scoring enough goals. He's decided to go a bit more attacking at right back, and he did he did create some stuff, Jordan Gibson. But yeah, it's it's a weird one for me because I'd I'd rather see Joel Senior there, but you've got to trust the manager's judgment. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it, it's we, we, like Will's rightfully said, we have talked about, you know, senior a lot and not being in the squad and that sort of thing. So, you know, we'll move on to talk about how Carly United were performing in the first half. And I believe Northampton had the upper hand in terms of shooting, but really it was quite an even contest between two very equally matched well-oiled football teams that seem to be able to chain together sequences of really nice passes and almost potentially finding their way through. And in the early stages of the game, uh, Omari Patrick had an opportunity where potentially it would have been better to play through John Mellish, which is sort of the reason why John Mellish is allowed to roam forward. He's supposed to get in those positions and be found uh, by the attackers or, or midfielders or, or whoever it is that can pick him out. But my question to you, Wills, on this occasion yeah. is, do you feel like because Patrick hasn't been getting goals recently, he's maybe snatching opportunities and not looking for those passes at the moment? Um. I don't know. I don't know if there was a lot wrong with the shot he took. Um, it took a good save from the keeper, I think, to keep it out. Mm-hmm. So I think, and you know, I think you want your striker to score goals. So even if sometimes it isn't working, you want them to still have the confidence to take the shots. So I've got no complaints about him doing that. As, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a. You know, a decent. Well, it took a decent save from the goalkeeper as well for it not to be a goal. Yeah, Liam, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You've, as a Marty Patrick, you've got to have the confidence to take them shots. Like if he doesn't, at the end of the day, it sounds like a stupid comment. But if you if you don't shoot, you don't score. So, yeah. <laughs> and if you know, if he passes that off to Melish and Melish doesn't score, then we're probably saying, why didn't he have a know, shot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well pointed out. Well pointed out. Um, the biggest chance for Carlisle United came quite late on, uh, as there was a ball, I believe, played out to uh, Jordan Gibson, who whipped a very deep cross in towards the back post. Dennis flicked it towards the goalkeeper, who made a really good save and a second save. Wills, you stand in the Warwick, where this yeah. chance. Uh, you would have been closest to where this uh, opportunity was. Can you say whether or not it crossed the line from where you were standing? Um, 
can't. Nah. It, um, I mean, it had the keeper fully wrapped around it. From uh, from the keeper's positioning, from like where his body was, it felt like it was over the line. But I couldn't. I I couldn't say that I actually saw it cross the line. Certainly, everybody thought it was over. Um, and you know, even the reaction of the Northampton players, I thought they looked like they thought it was over too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Liam, did you get excited, or you know, <laughs> did you kind of feel like it never went over the line? I I, I can't really say too much because I just remember the Warwick shouting. And then, as a result, the rest of the ground <laughs> shouts as well. Like, yeah, us in the pioneer I saw stand. That too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> us in the pioneer stand had absolutely no idea, but we're all shouting that it was a goal to the referee. Absolutely no clue. Uh, because the way the keeper's over it, you, you just don't know, do you? Uh, it, it could well have been over the line. Yeah. I'd have, but the thing is, I'd have been very surprised if the referee would give it. No, I mean, you think like the referee and linesman probably can't give it if they don't see it. Yeah, exactly. And there's no way they could have seen it. You can't really blame them. As much as I like blaming referees, I don't think it it wasn't her fault, (laughs) did it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the referee for the Stockport game is something like 114 cards in 25 games, four red cards. Yeah. I saw he was the one. I saw he was the one who's been involved in games where they've had to apologise to us twice. I think. I think one of them was one of them Leighton Orient. One of them, yeah, Leighton Orient's the first one. I can definitely remember where we were hard done by. Very hard done by. Very hard done by. So yeah, Yeah, so so I don't know if it's like not a good omen that it's him again. (laughs) <laughs> you like just ask the FA for another referee. I, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it should be allowed to. I feel like it should be allowed to. But something we do here on the podcast, lads, at the end of the match report is give our Foxes feature man of the match awards out. And it's sometimes difficult to do so uh, in nil-nil draws and, and sort of like a hard-fought games. But uh, for me, gentlemen, just based off the highlights, unfortunately, and the little bits that I've been able to pick up along the way, I'm going to go for Thomas Hoyley. Uh, it's another clean sheet for him. And, uh, you know, he was he was quite busy uh, in certain parts of the game. And, you know, he, he did have to play his part and make a few saves to earn that clean sheet. Uh, so, yeah, I'll pass over to Wills. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with with your comments on Holey. Um, a couple of really good saves. Um, I'm trying to kind of like spread my man of the matches around a bit, especially because we've, you know, we've had quite a few similar games where you like say, well, no one played bad, but I can't, you know, as a team, we didn't play great and I can't really pick out, it's difficult to pick out a man of the match. Um, and I was trying to think of this during the match and just decided I'm going to go with Owen Moxon. Mostly for the first half, when we were in control, he seemed to be the man behind that. Not in control, but when we were the ones doing all the attacking in the first half. There was some lovely football leading up to that Patrick chance that we've just talked about that he yeah. was involved in. So he was my man of the match. He's a safe choice, isn't he, Mox? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you got a safe choice then, Liam? No, very much the opposite. I think hell's frozen over. Is it going to be holy? There's pigs flying out my window. <laughs> it is, it is. It's Thomas Holy. yeah. Hey! I don't think I've ever done it before. Yeah, he was so good. He's had such a good few games, and I think it's only fair that I give him one. You know, that, that save that I assumed was offside, on the highlights, I don't think it was. I think I wouldn't explain him on. And yeah. if he doesn't make that very, very good save one-on-one, you know... I say he makes himself big. He doesn't really need to try. He is massive. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a commanding presence, and he, and he's been taking advantage of his size a lot yeah. more than he has been at like sort of the start of the season when I was more critical of him. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give his, him one of the match. He has his moments as well where he comes out yeah. of the box. But you look at um, the Northampton game and say like, I feel like he got those calls right, and I think he's been getting those calls right for the last few games. He'll he'll come out the box and he'll be. Um, oh my god, what's Thomas Holy doing? I've um, noticed I'm a lot more confident in him. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I don't, this is going to come back to bite me, bite me horrendously if he goes and makes a mistake <laughs> next game, but I don't get scared when he gets given the ball anymore, like I did sort of a few months ago. 
yeah, he sometimes takes it into dangerous positions or kind of like he'll come right out of his box to yeah. run down. Uh, it, but, um, you know, if he, get, if he gets it right, and he did even kind of start quite a good attack with one of his run, you know, chasing down a through ball. Yeah, and... I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember the chance. Absolutely no way in hell did he. I don't mean he deliberately started it, but I was like, I was commenting to the guy that I was stood with when Thomas Holy came and played it out. I was like, first we were like, what's Thomas Holy doing? Like, to be fair, it started off a pretty decent attack. Yeah. <laughs> I think he thinks. I, I don't think Holy orchestrated that attack. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about seven foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Nice to nice nice to hear you give. Uh, I think um, the... Northampton had the audacity to try and lob him as well. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> he was off his line, nice. and they thought that they could catch him off his line. And to be fair, he did have to backpedal a bit, but he got there. And my heart was in my mouth a bit. I thought, like, not just we're going to concede a goal, but. Someone's going to lob Thomas Holy, and we're not going to hear the end of it. It's like one of those Avatar moments where it's like, yeah. you know, when he gets on top of the massive one, it's like, well, nobody looks above the biggest one in the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like, why wouldn't you try and lob Thomas Holy? Nobody would try and lob Thomas Holy. He'd be terrible, He'd be terrible with lot. No, he's obviously, you know, very confident. <laughs> um, lads. We'll move on and we'll give our predictions because obviously uh, the Stockport game would have happened by now, so we won't be able to cover that. So we'll move on and give our predictions for the Cumbrian Classico, the Cumbrian Derby. That's right, it's Barrow on Saturday away. Um, it's going to be a hard-fought contest, but Carlisle, I sort of got to run away with it towards the end for me, lad. Similar to what we've done in the past, and I'm going to say two nil to Carlisle United. Liam, what are you going to say? Yeah, I I think we're having a poor finish of the season. Uh, uh, comfortable, comfortable win. Yeah. Do you have a number? Three nil. I said three nil, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. All right, I don't know. Maybe just cut it out. I didn't hear three 0 I just heard comfortable, comfortable win, and then he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then, and then, and then it like, might, it, it might have cut yeah, out, okay. but yeah, yeah. it might have cut out. I was like, I didn't hear three 0 but yeah, three 0 Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a close. This is me making my big prediction. I don't think it's going to be a close for Barrow at all. Barrow and rubbish. There. The awesome. ass has gone out of their season, and <laughs> we're going to turn up with lots of fans. And you know, it's it's difficult to pick a score because I say we aren't really scoring, but you know, so two nil. But I think it's going to be a very comfortable two nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. People are agreeing with me. On <laughs> <laughs> Two people agreeing with me, and I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, obviously, that's your own opinion, though. It doesn't matter why I would have said earlier. <laughs> um, gentlemen, things took a very interesting turn last week, and it's about that time of the show where we find out <laughs> what's gonna happen next as we move on to play everybody's favorite game. Oh, I thought I had the music cued. Let's go. Guess in the player. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Guess in the player. Come on, yeah. Player. That's part of the show every week. Everybody loves this part of the show, especially you two lads. You're very competitive when it comes to guessing the player. As Liam, you've clawed it back from an absolute all time low. And it was like, what, 9 0 at 1.7 0? 9 3 it was. 9 3, like absolutely amazing turnaround as you're now taking the lead. And you smashed it last week. By guessing it on the first opportunity, got three points and have taken the lead. It's now 12 9 to you. But, Will, yes, it is your opportunity to claw things back to being all even in your favorite game. Guessing the player, can you, can you, can you, you know, can you imagine in your mindset, Will, being the champion at the end of the season now with only what is it, five, five games left to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm. 
I'm, I'm hoping that me and the Blues can kind of both hit form at the right time, and it'll be it'll be a double celebration at the end of the season. And 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 Liam, as you defend the lead, uh, in guessing the player, how, how do you, how do you feel you're going to be able to maintain the lead until the end of the season, or do you foresee maybe a little bit of uh, of you know a bit of up and down, up and down? Are you looking for some cons- consistency now? Got to look for consistency to win the league, like me, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'll be honest I'm not used to being in front it's the first time it's happened so I'm a bit nervous about it I'm a lot more used to chasing uh, got to be the underdog's story of the season if I win it though <laughs> well it's a hell of a turnaround but I'd like to see a tussle for the title gentlemen Wills it's your turn to guess first so yeah. let's get ready and play guessing the player the first clue this week wills for you is that this player has played for both carlisle and barrow you know in the elk of the old cumbian classico yes. i thought I'd, you know thought i could mention that at least that'd be a good well, thing doesn't uh it it really doesn't narrow it down very much does it <laughs> there's a, a fair few yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a fair few i'm gonna go with mark ellis Ooh. You're going with Mark Ellis. Yep. Will to get three points and make things equal. Yeah. Mark Ellis. It's not Mark ah! Ellis. Afraid, Will. It's not Mark <laughs> Ellis. Liam, it's your turn. That also means that I'm now player. mathematically You've safe got... for this week. <laughs> and you have the opportunity to double your leads and make it six, as you can get 15. Points if you get this right. Yeah, I can think of a few, but I'm trying to think of one that isn't like <laughs> like really obvious. And to be fair, last last week you picked a current player, so uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, did well, yeah, the current player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mike Jones. Ooh, Mike Jones. <laughs> It's not Mike Jones, I'm afraid, oh. Liam. It's not Mike Jones. So, Will, you get an opportunity yeah. to uh, at least lessen that lead that Liam has uh, with the second clue in guessing the player is that this player has wore the captain's armband for Carlisle United. Um, Is it... So, I'm going to go a little bit further back, I'm going to say. Darren Edmondson. Darren Edmondson. Yeah. Imagine the double Edmo. (laughs) It's not, I'm afraid, Wills. (laughs) It's not Darren Edmondson. Liam, it's your chance to once again improve your lead. Who do you think it is? I I, I don't think he was a consistent captain, but I know he's been captain a few times at Barra since. And I'm trying to think where he did ever wear the captain's armband for Carlisle. Paul Farman. Paul Farman? It's not Paul Farman, I'm afraid. It's not Paul Farman, I'm afraid. Will, once again, it's only only one point, you know? It's only one point. And I've thrown this curveball at you before, Will. The opportunity. Oh, I forgot about the player. Wango card. <laughs> the wicked Wango card. And potentially you get. Yeah. Have we decided on the rules for the Wango card? On the next week. <laughs> but but if, if, if you don't get it right and Liam does get it right, he can potentially get the three points. So if I was you, I would be very confident before. I you think you changed the, the rules. I don't think these are the rules we the, agreed this, upon. You know, these are the new rules. I'm sure <laughs> these are the new rules. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. You, you hear? You can, you can, you can hear the clue. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you feel confident, you can play the wicked. Surely he has to decide before free. he hears the clue. <laughs> no, he's, he's winging it. He's making it up as he goes he along. Very, he could very easily be wrong. He could very, very easily still be wrong. Like FIFA levels of corruption. This, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make it interesting, boys. Just trying to make it interesting. That's so awesome. a FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> So the final clue in guessing the player this week, Wills, yeah, is that this player has won promotion last season. 
So, played for Carlisle, played for Barra, Captain Barra, won promotion last season, and Liam's just gone. <gasps> I think <laughs> maybe it's mind games, but I think I know who it is. I mean, I wasn't clear exactly on the rules for this thing. So you, you could just decide it. not to use it at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning that way. You get if you feel confident enough, you know, you can play your wicked wango card and, and potentially get three points for this and then therefore, you know, tie things up. Someone's the last yeah. If you get it wrong, then Liam gets the opportunity to get three points. Right. What's the um what's the clue again? The final clue. The final clue is that this player won promotion last season. Season Teams that got promoted last season. <laughs> um, is it Nick Anderton? You say Nick Anderton? Yeah. You've locking that in. Yeah. And we're not playing the Wicked Wango card, then it's locked in now. We're not playing the Wicked Wango card because no I've got the Wango card. Because I'm not 100% confident. Well, Will. Yeah. If you had have played the Wicked Wango <laughs> card. Here we go, Chris Tarrant. <laughs> you would have got three points. <laughs> and you That's where the Wicked Wango card works. Because it is. Nobody knows it how the Wicked Wango card works. I thought the Wicked Wango card was you to want answer it and I answer it. No, 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 no. We no, don't, no, we no, don't know. This is the new <laughs> Nobody Wango knows. This is Nobody new knows. <laughs> no, why is no one listening? Hopefully, well, I get one point. It. Yeah. You get one point because you didn't yeah. play the Wicked Wango card. Yeah. You get one point. That's not who I had either. Wicked Wango card. Oh, did you have? That's not who you had. Did you have? I thought it was Carl Dempsey. It took us a little while of thinking through who got promoted last season and I thought Bristol Rovers and I thought, oh, yeah. And obviously he was our captain, and yeah, he did play for Barra, so that was the one that was tricking me up. I thought maybe Carl Dempsey had gone on loan to Barra, yeah. but I'm not sure he has. Yeah, yeah, because we were also trying to think of because I spent a while I didn't not thinking of obvious captains. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know, obviously Carl Dempsey captained us a couple of times, and you know that kind of thing. I was thinking at one point, did Carl Dempsey captain does? Did, did Patrick Bruff maybe captain us? <laughs> mm. I think so. no. I don't think Bruff ever would. <laughs> was it last season Dempsey went up, or was it the season before? Um, I, where was he at last Bolton. season? Bounce, is it Bolton, is it? Bolton. Bolton. Oh, but I don't it, think he was with them last season, though. Is it, I'm not sure. I don't know. Fleetwood. Yeah, he was a. Yeah, he he didn't play for Barrow either, so he couldn't have been in. Yeah. <laughs> well at least now I know what you look like when you're googling stuff <laughs> I'll, I'll nab you I'll nab you if you ever try and cheat on guessing the player but we would if... never, it's, it's too prestigious a game for, <laughs> for any you corruption can, you can see what I'm looking at on the screen anyway in the reflection on my glasses yeah. Look, see. yeah very true Look, see, if, I, if I was to say do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it changed a lot, it changed a lot, it changed a lot. Uh, gentlemen, you know, it's, it's it's a really good ending, uh, at least. Will, you know, you've clawed a point back, which means potentially, back, yeah, yeah. potentially yeah. next week you can retake the lead. There is the potential there for you to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, that'll start, give... I do need to start studying. <laughs> How do you study for this kind just, of thing? Just read lists of players. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it's more it, it's more remembering the players than like yeah, um, it, you know, it's like um. So like, who was last week? I was right. Oh, obviously, I know Ryan Edmondson. Edmondson played for Leeds. But it's like mm-hmm. you know, you'll say some like a player who's played for Leeds, and it's just like no one who did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike Grella. I think I was going to say Mike Grella. Oh, it's still <laughs> next week's. <laughs> Can I have the three points now? Because yeah. <laughs> it's Liam's turn next week to go first, I guess, in the player. 
No, no, no. We'll have a new one next week. We'll have a new one next week. But it's been an absolute pleasure uh, doing the match report, doing all the games, lads. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you this week. And it's been an absolute pleasure doing the podcast once more for the beautiful listeners. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a rating. I don't think I've said that in about 50 episodes. Uh, So, you know, you can't accuse me of plugging too much. Um, (laughs) And there isn't really... Plus another thing as well. Yeah. Hashtag save the program. Keep that going. We <laughs> still uh, oh, yeah. keep that alive till the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Get, get the program. Buy the program. Uh, there's only what like two of them left now between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so let's keep that going there. Well said, well said, Liam. And uh, after that, there isn't really anything else left to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for, bye now. for now. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.